Hello, young chefs. Molly Birnbaum here, editor-in-chief of America's Test Kitchen Kids. I'm very excited for another special bonus episode today. In honor of Women's History Month, we partnered with our friends over at the Girl Tales podcast to make an episode all about real-life culinary hero Julia Child. If you like this episode, then you'll love Girl Tales. Girl Tales retells classic fairy tales from a feminist perspective. New stories debut each week for free, so be sure to subscribe so you never miss an episode. You can hear more by searching for Girl Tales wherever you get your podcasts or by going to girltalespodcast.com. And now we hope you enjoy today's episode, Akari Bakes with Julia Child. chefs my name is akari and i'm the baker here in freshwater if you're not familiar with this place freshwater is a town full of magical people who love and support each other i personally think it's the best place on earth you may have gathered by my voice that i'm a kid and you may be wondering why the baker for a whole town is only 11 years old i don't need to remind you that kids can bake too Sometimes they need a grown-up's help, and sometimes I do, too. And even though it's my name that hangs above the door, this is a family business. My mom and dad run it during the day, and my big brother Julius pitches in when he's back from college. We've always got special events to bake delicious treats for. Weddings, bat mitzvahs, baby showers, you name it. But today... Freshwater is throwing a big event in the town square to celebrate Women's History Month. And they've asked me to bake a cake. Now, it took me some time to figure out what kind of cake I would be baking. It can't just be any old cake. It has to be special. And it has to fit the occasion and the people I'm baking it for. I once baked cupcakes without shiny sprinkles on them for Nessie, the town's local shiny object-obsessed water dragon. Oh, boy, was that a mistake I'll never be making again. Now, from what I understand, Women's History Month is a time to celebrate women that inspire us. It only took me a second to think about a woman who inspires me. And that woman is none other than the real-life hero, Julia Child. I am going to bake her recipe for a Genoise cake in her honor. Akari, do you need any help? No, Mom. I'm good, thanks. Okay. Just a reminder, the event starts at 2 p.m. Oh, boy. I better get started. I'd like to tell you about Julia Child, but do you mind if I do so while I bake? Great. I've got all my ingredients laid out here in front of me. I like to measure things out before I start cooking. This is what Julia and lots of bakers or chefs would call a mise en place. It's a French term that means putting in place, and it helps make sure the whole baking process runs smoothly. The reason I mention it is because Julia Child was a famous chef who was largely responsible for introducing French cooking into everyday American homes with her book, Mastering the Art of French Cooking, 
and her well-known TV shows, including The French Chef. All right then, let's get this recipe started. The first step in this recipe is to triple sift together our powdered cocoa and our flour. In order to do that, I'm gonna use my sifter. A sifter is like a fine mesh strainer. In fact, if you don't have a sifter of your own at home, a fine mesh strainer should do the trick. Julia recommends sifting your flour before you bake. And I agree, because it breaks up big clumps of flour and allows it to be more evenly mixed in with the rest of your ingredients. So, I am going to pour one-third of a cup and one tablespoon of flour into my sifter, which is over a medium bowl. And I'll also add in a third of a cup and a tablespoon of cocoa. My sifter has a crank or handle, which I will spin, and that sifts the flour. You can tap your fine mesh strainer against your other hand if you're doing it that way. We're going to sift the flour and cocoa mixture three times, so we know it's as light and clump-free as possible. And while I do this, I want to tell you a little about Julia Child's early years. Julia was born August 15, 1912, in a place called Pasadena, California, to John and Julia Carolyn McWilliams. She was a big sister to John and Dorothy, and she was very, very tall. In fact, when she was all done growing, Julia was six feet two inches. <laughs> I've always loved that about her because I am also the tallest in my class. But while I have loved baking and food since I'm a little kid, Julia was much more interested in sports. Her passion for cooking came much later. Great! Now that my flour and cocoa mixture is triple sifted, since Julia would not have it any other way, let's move on to the next step. Next, we're going to whisk together four eggs and two-thirds of a cup of sugar. But before we do that, I'm going to have to crack some eggs. Julia was known to crack a few eggs also, literal eggs and some metaphorical ones too. All right, first egg. Julia grew up in a home where there were certain expectations of girls. She was to get married, have children, and stay at home and take care of the cleaning and cooking. Now, Julia would be the first to tell you that she loved taking care of a home, but her father expected her to marry a certain type of man, one from the class and background she was brought up in. But she had no interest in that. She was meant for something greater. So she told him, no. <laughs> now for our second egg. <laughs> Julia had a love for adventure. When she graduated from Smith College in Massachusetts, she wanted to become a great woman novelist, as she put it. But shortly after World War II broke out, she felt she had to do something to help. Everyone she knew was joining the Army or Navy, so that's what she thought she would do too. But unfortunately, Julia was too tall. They only accepted women who were a maximum of six feet. And as I mentioned before, Julia was six feet, two inches. Huh, 
Okay, now for the third egg. Because she was too tall for the military, she decided to go work for an organization called the OSS, or Office of Strategic Services, where she quickly moved up the ranks and even got to help create a recipe for a shark repellent. Yeah, a shark repellent. <laughs> so cool. Maybe this was her first introduction into the wonderful world of cooking. <laughs> Who knows? All right, fourth egg. In 1944, Julia's job transferred to a place called Ceylon, which we now know as the country of Sri Lanka. It was there that she worked for the CIA as an administrative assistant. She dealt with all sorts of secret documents there. She thought it was really boring, but the people she worked with were very interesting, and that included one particular person, a man named Paul Child. Since his last name was Child, and we are talking about Julia Child, I bet you can guess what happened. They got married. They were both madly in love with one another, and Paul would be the one to introduce Julia to the beautiful world that is food. Okay, now is when the two-thirds of a cup of sugar comes in. Sugar is what makes this cake and life so sweet. And what made Julia's life so sweet? You guessed it, food. In 1948, Julia and Paul Child moved to Paris, France. On their way there, they stopped in the city of Rouen in a restaurant called La Couronne. This is where Julia ate what she called the most important meal of her life. Oysters, followed by sole meunier, a fish made with butter, lemon, and parsley, a classic French salad called salade verte, a white French cheese or fromage blanc, and black coffee. Yum to everything except the coffee, black. But Julia loved every bit of it. And this is the moment her love for cooking began. So, our next step in this recipe is to whisk together the eggs and the sugar. Julia always taught people to use a little trick while they do this step, which I love. I have this in a metal bowl, and I'm going to put my stovetop on low. I am going to whisk these eggs and sugar together while carefully holding them over a low heat. This will help make sure that this is a solid and well-combined base for the rest of my batter. Once Julia realized she loved food and everything that came with it, she enrolled herself in maybe the most famous cooking school in the world, Le Cordon Bleu in Paris. Now, Doing something like this might seem really normal to you and me, but back then, women didn't do stuff like that. The school was jam-packed with men. She was the only woman in her class, but she kept up with all of them. Just like what I'm whisking up here, her education became the solid base for the rest of her career. Our next step is to combine our eggs and sugar with our flour. It's really important to combine these mixtures carefully. We'll start with just half of our flour and cocoa mixture and sift it into our egg and sugar mixture. 
We'll sift half of it in first, and then gently fold it in until it's fully incorporated. Oh, 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 whoops. Ah, I spilled a little bit of the mixture. Uh, well, that's okay. Even though I'm really good at it, I make a mistake almost every time I bake. It's best just to keep going. I know that's what Julia would tell me. Speaking of Julia, oh, where were we? Oh, yes. In 1949, Julia Child met two women that would change her life. Simone Simka Beck and Louise Bertel. Just three years later, Julia, Simka, and Louise would open a cooking school called L'Ecole des Trois Gourmands for American women who wanted to learn French cooking. How cool is that? While they ran the school, they worked really hard on getting a book about French cooking published. But no publishers were interested. You see, at the time, all the cookbooks in America were about how to make cooking easy and quick. They had recipes for adding marshmallows to salad and making jello molds out of everything. I can assure you, the recipes were not as good as they sound. But with every rejection, they kept pushing forward until finally, another brilliant woman named Judith Jones saw the potential in their special French cooking book. She was an editor at Knopf Publishing. And in 1961, The Art of Mastering French Cooking was finally published. Ah, uh, okay, now, once you've gently folded the second half of your flour mixture, it's time to add your butter. Eee! Julia loved butter, which you would know if you've tasted most any of her recipes. Her butter, to me, is almost like her love for cooking in general, which is something she spread to the rest of the United States throughout her career. The first step in adding our butter to our batter is to melt it. Mine is already melted here. I'm going to take my melted butter and add a little bit of batter to it, which might make you say, what? Add the batter to the butter, not the butter to the batter. You better. <laughs> this is a trick Julia likes to use in order to make sure it won't separate and is evenly spread. Now we'll add these two mixtures together and carefully make sure the butter is spread throughout. And you know what else spread far and wide? America's love for Julia Child. Everyone was buying her cookbook. A year later, Julia was approached by a TV producer who saw just how magical Julia was. Her love for cooking became a school, a cookbook, and now she had her own TV show, The French Chef. And you know what? It ran for 10 years. Her TV show was seen and loved by so many. And she succeeded in bringing this new perception of food, something to enjoy and indulge in, as opposed to the frozen TV dinners canned vegetables, and marshmallow salads. <laughs> and you know all the cooking shows we watch now? They exist because of Julia. She started America's fascination with the cooking show. Ah, and with that, our batter is done. And it's time to let this thing bake. I'm putting this in the oven at 350 degrees. 
and it's going to bake for about 30 minutes, give or take five. If you take it out early, it might taste good. All the ingredients are in there, but it's just not a cake yet. Julia's TV show and her impact on the food world was the same way. Americans weren't ready to change their eating habits overnight, but by being on air for decades, Julia made a lasting impression and changed the way we eat. Whew, okay, once this finishes baking, I'm going to add a simple sugar syrup and raspberry compote to mine before I take it to the party. Julia was so good at giving people a base that they can customize and make their own. Just like Samin Nosrat, Tabitha Brown, El Simone Scott, or Bridget and Julia, and all the other famous chefs making their own shows today, Julia Child taught us all the foundation. And what we choose to top our cakes with is up to us. <laughs> and that is how I make Julia Child's Genoise cake. Ta-da! <laughs> Thanks so much for coming to Akari's Bakery today. Bon appétit! <laughs>was Akari Bakes with Julia Child, written by Rebecca Cunningham and Chad Chennai and performed by Samantha Moon. We'll be back with our fifth season May 9th, and until then, keep on cooking.